you've heard that sound, and it means it is still Halloween time. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Phil at the Movies. I am your host, Phil Walsh, and as always, let me say, for the love of movies, that's what this podcast is all about. I talk about the good, the bad, everything in between, and today, episode number 18, I continue my review of each of the Halloween movies in the franchise leading up to the release of Halloween Ends, which, as of the recording of this podcast, is just 65 days away. And I, for one, cannot wait to see the final, hopefully, (laughs) confrontation between Michael Myers and Laurie Strode this October. But in the meantime, continuing my review of each movie in the franchise, and today, talking about the often maligned sequel, Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, or as it is just seen on screen, Halloween 5. And as I said, this is a often maligned and disregarded sequel, but I think it needs a little bit more appreciation, and so that's what today's episode is going to be about. But uh, as always, let me say thank you to you, the listeners, for your continued support and feedback and response to this show. It means the world to me, and I, again, this is a passion project, but to have your support and support for this uh, this show just makes it all that more worthwhile and enjoyable. So thank you, thank you for tuning in each week to uh, hear what I have to say on movies. And if you are a new listener, first off, welcome. Hopefully, you will uh, enjoy uh, what you uh, what you're about to hear, and uh, you will uh, hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your family, your friends, anybody who you think might enjoy listening to a movie buff go on at great length about his love of movies. A little bit more of housekeeping out of the way. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilCastMovies, or you can also follow the page for this particular podcast, which is Phil at the Movies, but I'm much more active on my uh, personal uh, handle, which is PhilCastMovies. if you have not done so, feel free to uh, to tweet at me, follow me, and I will uh, definitely follow you back. Um, with that, uh, let me let me begin by saying, uh, you know, sixty five days, sixty five days until Halloween ends, and we are now on what what is the what was the fifth installment in the franchise, nineteen eighty nine Halloween five uh, or Halloween five, the Revenge of Michael Myers. This. This comes right on the heels of Halloween 4, which had been released the year prior and and had, as I said last week, really uh, reinvigorated, renewed interest in the franchise, made Michael Myers relevant again after laying, laying dormant for a number of years. Uh, of course, you know, he's back, you know, in his, you know, in his uh, slumber, if you will, throughout the 80s, Freddie and, and, and uh, Jason had dominated the scene and has had a number of other pale uh, imitations, but uh, in 1988, of course, Michael came back uh, with a vengeance, so to speak, and uh, certainly uh, made a lot of money at the box office and enough to uh, to greenlight a sequel. And of course, the ending of Halloween Four is often what's talked about because it was just so shocking and 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 surprising. Here we have little Jamie Lloyd. The, the niece of Michael Myers. Again, spoiler alert now for those of you who have not um, uh, seen the movie. Uh, but, you know, Jamie at the very end in the clown costume, of course, which very, uh, very similar to, to Michael Myers in the first few minutes of the opening of, of Halloween 1978. She she now stabs her, her foster mother with a pair of scissors. She's there at the, the top of the stairs in a, in a you know bloody facade. And, and it's just, just horrifying. And everyone's in shock Loomis is going nuts screaming and and I mean just a perfect way to end and the movie as I you know kind of indicated last week Halloween 4 I enjoy I there are parts of it I really like there's parts I have some issues with um but I think I'm I'm pretty much you know in uh in, in good company with everyone when I when I said that that ending is is perfect because it, it really ties into the themes of Halloween what John Carpenter was was going for with the original, which is that evil will never will never die. And while I don't think they were ever going to go the route of killing off Michael Myers or, or making Jamie the, the the new killer, that that was a fun that was a, a very bold choice to to go with at the ending. But I think 
given what had happened with Halloween 3 and how Michael Myers had not been there, and of course what had happened with Friday the 13th, where there was an attempt to go with a new killer and a new direction, fans want the original flesh and blood killer. That They don't want to stand in. They, they don't want someone else to pick up the mantle. You know, if you're going to a Halloween movie, you want to see Michael Myers. That is part of part of the deal. So I don't think they would have ever have considered a a sequel without Michael Myers, but uh, it is something to think about. And, and I've often wondered what this movie, Halloween 5, could have been. Um, you know, if they had maybe waited a little bit instead of jumping right in to right into production and and I will I will just kind of you know speak to that first going to be kind of you know uh, all over the place with with my thoughts because this movie is kind of all over the place but that's that's one of the reasons that I love it is because it, it is so it is so different it is so bonkers at different points but uh again to put a movie out Halloween 4 comes out in October of 88 Halloween Five comes out the following October, nineteen eighty nine. So you're talking about you know essentially a year you know from from release to release, but then to go right into production probably in the spring or so, late winter of of nineteen eighty nine, without much of a finished script or really a a, a, a thoroughly developed script, uh, I think was to the detriment of the movie because there's a lot that's left on the table at the end of Halloween four as I said, with that shocking ending with Jamie you know, seemingly picking up the knife, if you will, the, the, the baton and, and carrying on her, her, her uncle's bloody legacy. I mean, there's, there's a lot to unpack there, but the, uh, the direction of course that they went was to, I don't want to say they, they, they downplayed it, but it is very skirted in the, in the final movie. I mean, it's, it's addressed, but it's kind of more brushed along the side of, well, Michael made you do it, and you know, that's kind of a kind of a cop out because there there are points in in Halloween Five where there are you know hints or or discussions about kind of the the link between Jamie and Michael, and even though it's more on a, a psychic level, uh, which is a little strange, it, it almost I think you know there's there's something to be said about the psychology of of this family and and, and mental illness and the link between between family members that I think really could have been developed and explored uh, more. I mean, I, I'll just, you know, because I, I thought about this, you know, as, as a Halloween fan, I would have had Halloween 5 take place the exact same night, kind of akin to to Halloween 2, and, and maybe have Jamie be brought into custody and then the town going berserk and trying to, you know, basically protect itself because now the you know the 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 next of next of kin uh, for Michael Myers is is picked up the knife so to speak and and kind of have the town go crazy and almost like you know mob mentality but then you know on the side Michael Myers is of course still alive and he's you know you know killing people off one by one but the town thinks Jamie's doing it I mean that just you know kind of this you know conflation of you know who done who you know of a, of a who done it sort of a thing um but you know that those are you know my 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 two cents uh from uh from the cheap seats but um you know any event the the movie that we have you know picks up a year later um and or I should say it starts with a prologue with um you know this is the actual movie now it starts with a prologue and Michael Myers has been you know been shot down and 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 gunned down by the police and of course he manages to escape as he as he often does and and but he's been wounded and and uh you know you know, nearly succumbs to his injuries and and is taken in essentially by this strange hermit character who lives on the outskirts of Haddonfield and essentially goes into a coma for a year and uh, is nursed back to health off screen by this hermit. It's very similar uh, in a way to uh, to Bride of Frankenstein with with the monster developing a a, a friendship or a bond with with a caretaker uh, of sorts and you know kind of there's, there are those you know. Frankenstein-esque similarities with with this particular uh, with this particular movie um, that 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 you know should not be uh, you know should not go unnoticed. But you know, back to the main uh, the main uh, thrust of the plot. Uh, you know, so we pick up a year later. Jamie has been institutionalized at a clinic in Haddonfield for uh, stabbing, not killing, but stabbing her her foster mother. 
But as I said, that sort of skirted over. No one really talks about it kind of a thing. Um, and more or less, she's, you know, you know, being treated by uh, by Dr. Loomis, which again is another strange situation given the fact that Loomis was trying to, to shoot her at the end of the last movie. But again, you have to sort of throw logic out the window when it comes to Halloween 5. Again, another reason that I, I, I do enjoy it because it is just so out there with a lot of its uh, creative and story choices. But, uh, you know, essentially the night before Halloween, Michael Myers wakes up from his coma and Jamie is now inexplicably linked to him on kind of a psychic level. So she knows when he's around or when he's awake and, and can can feel him and can almost see him uh, in a way. And so she's kind of like this you know early warning bell uh, before Michael's going to do something. But of course, it's always too late. And then you know, essentially the, the you know, the main you know, beat is Loomis, of course, trying to use Jamie to, to find and capture Michael because, of course, he knows that he's not actually dead and that ultimately there is going to be a confrontation and he's just determined, like mad, <laughs> to to bring uh, to bring Michael, uh, you know, to, you know to, to, to his own death or to, or to justice or, or whatever, you know, what, what have you. But, um, you know, this, as I said, this is a very different, movie uh it it takes a lot of bold story choices and one of them which is is uh, is is highly criticized by by many many halloween fans and and i'm 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 largely mixed on it because you know while i i don't i i think it could have been handled better i understand what they were going for and of course what i'm speaking about again spoiler alert from this point on, if you haven't seen the movie, but the 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 death of of Halloween's final girl, Rachel Carruthers, played by Ellie Cornell, um, she does not. I mean, she is set up as the new final girl. She makes it through Halloween four. She's there, and 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 we're largely assuming she's going to be a main character throughout Halloween five. But I mean, she doesn't make it out of the first fifteen minutes. Michael Myers ends up. Uh, finishing her off uh, before Halloween night happens during the daytime. And like I said, a lot of people really hate that decision, think it was it was you know bad to, to kill her off so early, uh, especially given that she's then succeeded in a way uh, by uh, the character of Tina, who kind of you know takes on the role of big sister protector of Jamie. And, and, and again, while I think it, it probably could have been handled better, Rachel's death, just given that you know she was a fan favorite from Halloween 4 and people really you know were invested in her story her character going forward i i think killing her off so early you know th- there's a way to do it you know what i mean especially since she survived that first one and then to just go down so so quickly and, and without much fanfare in the next one you know Halloween 5 w- was really a poor choice but from from a larger story point I do understand and appreciate it because it is this, all right, nobody is safe. All right, if, if, if Rachel can die in the first few minutes, it, all bets are off. And so I, I get where they were going with that. You know, there is that, that psycho vibe where, you know, you kill off your heroine. But uh, I just think it probably could have been handled a lot better. And that's where I sort of tie back to what I mentioned earlier where, you know, this this script would have been benefited greatly by a, another rewrite, more revisions, and probably not another, uh, you know, kind of a rushed release date. I think if they had waited maybe another year and, and saved it for 1990, I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, there's always, you want to cash in on, on the success, and that's certainly what was part of, I'm sure, the logic and thinking for Halloween 5. But I, I think story-wise and probably, um, you know, kind of longevity for this particular entry in the franchise, it would have been better to have waited another year to just just kind of let the story flesh out and then play, uh, you know, kind of with what you have rather than just saying, well, let's just go into it and and not not think about it and throw whatever at the at the wall and see if it see if it sticks. But um, yeah, that that's sort of the first kind of jarring moment of of the movie, which is of course you know again it's very controversial. A lot of fans think it was a poor choice because I think partly because. Tina is such a controversial and divisive character. And, you know, I'm going to stand up. uh, I'm going to stand up for Tina because I think part of the reason Halloween 5 gets 
a lot of criticism and is and is derided um, in the franchise is because of the character uh, character of Tina. And and I don't think that's that's entirely fair. Um, you know, the character is you know kind of written to be you know selfish and and and, and conceited and, and is very much the atypical um, final girl. And, and and in many ways she's not a final girl because she doesn't make it out of of the movie, but she is set up as as a final girl. But I have to say again, you know, poor you know, writing choices and 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 uh, decisions aside, I think the character is sort of a welcome, you know, uh, uh, addition to the to the franchise and certainly for this movie because you know it's it, we're, it's not trying to be a, a Laurie. Um, clone, if you will, and not to say that Rachel was like a carbon copy of Laurie Strode, but 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 you know Tina supposed is a you know is a wild character, you know, a wild child in a way. Um, you know she's you know very uh, you know open about her sexuality and and just sort of you know zest for life. And I think you know when you sort of look at the the, the blueprint, if you will, or or kind of you know the stereotype for a final girl, they're kind of the quiet, you know, maybe repressed or um, you know you know good girl um archetype and then then they, you know they grow through the movie but uh you know Tina was kind of the opposite of that and I think that was probably a little jarring uh for people just because she was such a a zany you know out of the box character and and you know people weren't expecting that in a Halloween film but to me I think she has a pretty good arc in in terms of the story where she is this sort of you know vain and selfish character who then ultimately makes the sacrifice again you know she's set up to to succeed rachel and, and be the final girl and kind of get through the the movie but she ultimately doesn't get out of the second act she you know ends up getting killed by michael but it's not a you know sort of just you know well she's the next victim like she sacrifices herself to save the character of jamie and i and i think that's something that doesn't often get get noted because you know again she, you know people like to you know harp on the negative or what have you but i think to me that kind of you know shows a, a real growth for the character who starts out as very selfish all about herself but then ultimately you know when when the moment you know is there she she doesn't run but she willingly you know gives her own life to protect jamie and and again very very different you know very different character type i mean you almost can't even call her a final girl because she's not i mean she you know she's set up to be a final girl but she ultimately is not there. She almost is something more, something different. And, and I'd say that that is something that I appreciate. I know it's, you know, she's a divisive character, but, you know, again, you have to change it up. And I think that is what Halloween five really did. And I, and I will just say, I personally enjoy this movie more than Halloween four. Even though Halloween four is, is arguably a better movie in terms of the way the story is is constructed and the way it is executed. I enjoy Halloween Five more. I get you know it's probably a guilty pleasure uh, in a way, but it's it, it's 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 it tries to be different. It takes bold story choices. It's not sort of you know a a, a remake or or just looking for you know similar story beats for Halloween Four. It it really tries to be its own its own thing. And again, sometimes it misses, sometimes it really, it really, uh, it, you know, it really lands. I mean, again, you know, part, probably one of the reasons that I, I enjoy this one so much, why it's probably a guilty pleasure. I mean, one, it was always on TV during, during Fear Fest. I mean, this, this and Halloween four were played nonstop during the Halloween season. So I grew up, you know, with a lot of exposure to, to these entries in the franchise, but, but this one, you know, particularly with, with, with Loomis, who, who, uh, I probably have already indicated this, but he's, he's my favorite character in, in the franchise. I mean, Laurie's a close second, but I, I, I just, what Donald Pleasance did with, with that character and, and, and in such a limited capacity, particularly in the first film and then beyond, he made him larger than life. I mean, he's he's right up there with with Van Helsing. I mean, he might even be more than Van Helsing in my book. Just it's like that, you know, uh, you know Ahab and the whale. You know, he's just sort of that always, you know, pursuing Michael Myers, and you know, it's you know, it's good to meet evil, and particularly in this movie. I mean, he's always been you know, kind of going off his rocker ever since Halloween two. But I mean, this one, Loomis is 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 the craziest he's ever been. He's unhinged, and he's really just 
I mean, he's going down swinging in this one, you know, quite literally. And and I definitely, uh, you know, I, I, I responded to that. I thought it was, you know, was just sort of a, a natural evolution for the character. And again, that's another, I think, a bone of contention with, with some folks that, that oh, Loomis is just so crazy in this movie. And and I look at it from this, you know, a, you know, kind of the character arc, like this is just the next natural progression. I mean, I think next to Halloween, the original, this is my favorite you know, portrayal version of Loomis because this is sort of like, you know, Pete crazy Loomis. I mean, he's, he's seen all this, all this stuff happen, all this bloodshed. And again, he feels totally responsible for everything. And so it has driven him to the point of, of insanity where he's, you know, literally trying to use a little girl as bait to stop Michael Myers. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, 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 it's insane. It's, you know, it's bonkers balls to the wall, crazy, but, um, you know, I uh, to me, I think this is a, this is a, you know, this was you know his his shining moment, and of course, there's the great climax at the end of the movie where where Loomis you know resorts to beating Michael with a two by four, you know, literally to the point of death. Uh, it's just just a classic you know showdown between good and evil, and uh, I mean, just again one of the one of the other reasons why I enjoyed this movie. Uh, so much, but I mean, you know, more even kind of into the storyline because it, it is different. I mean, yes, it's a slasher, and there are the, the the similar beats, but it's it's different. I mean, the the family connection, you know, in this case, you know, you know, vis a vis Jamie and and Michael, is really stretched to new limits. It's there's you know this whole idea of you know the psychic link and 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 kind of you know is she just like him? I mean, again. A better polish of the script and probably more development, uh, and and you know, in many ways, probably a more seasoned director, you know, could have resulted in a deeper explanation, you know, of of kind of you know mental illness and 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 the links between between families. But I mean, you know, on its on its you know kind of broad you know face of it, this movie attempts to do what none of them had really done before, and, and that was to to try and maybe not explain uh the nature of evil but to try and and understand it a little bit more and again that's where i think loomis really comes uh comes into into the fold here i mean there's these moments where you know he's you know just talking to him or or shouting into the woods in many ways and it's really you know kind of getting into something a little bit deeper than just a a regular you know, 80s slasher movie where, where there's, you know, there, there's something there, there again, it's, it's not, it's not crystal. It's not, it, you know, this is not, I'm not saying it's a diamond in the rough, but, but there is, there's something beneath the surface that, you know, with, with a, you know, a better a developed script or, or a more, you know, seasoned director really could have ex- expanded and exploited these story points because I think there is something, there is something to be said, and and again, you you take the character of Jamie, the niece, and of course Michael, the uncle, and, and you're you're kind of you know putting them in conflict with each other. You know, juxtapose what happened at the end of Halloween uh, Halloween Four. You know, th- there's really something there's really something uh, that could have been said, and and you know I think that's you know you know, part, you know another reason probably why I I I do enjoy this movie so much is because I think. There was so much more, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you think of a movie, oh, you know, should have done this, but you move on. But, like, this is one of those movies where, you know, it's the fifth entry in the franchise. And so you have to sort of take creative choices. You have to be a little bold at certain points. And, you know, they definitely did that. You know, against other points, it just, it missed the mark. But I think there's 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 enough thread that... You know, you can kind of keep going at it and you can, you know, you can almost look at it in, in many different ways, so to speak. Like like Halloween 4 is a is a traditional, straightforward, late 80s slasher movie. You know, again, it's, you know, it's essentially Halloween, but kicked up uh, a notch because it was, you know, it was, the, you know, late 80s. Halloween 5, I feel like you can really look at on many different levels. There's sort of like... All right, it's it is a late eighties, you know, kind of last, you know, get, a gasp of the slasher craze movie. You can look at it as this sort of, you know, at points just bizarre and and you know comical 
uh, entry in the franchise. I mean, you know, to say nothing of the of 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 the of the cops and 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 the clown music that is uh, played uh, whenever they're on scene, or just the you know kind of you know bizarre choices with making the Myers house now a gothic you know a gothic mansion. <laughs> like, it, like there's so many other like just like well, this is so weird and it's so different. But then you can also look at it as like this you know kind of you know I don't want to say it's like a. Uh, necessarily a, a character piece, but it, it, there is sort of this moment of like, you know, trying to study these characters and, and by these characters, I'm re- really looking at Jamie and Loomis and, and Michael and Michael, I, I feel almost gets kind of the, 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 the first real kind of, you know, under the microscope uh, moment really of the entire franchise, maybe outside of Halloween too, where of course the family connection was revealed, but this one, like I said, there's really that that you know attempt to try and at least understand evil. I mean, you've got the, some scenes uh, between Michael and Loomis. There's the scene up in the attic with Michael and Jamie, and again, that's another you know controversial scene where where there's you know the teardrop. And again, you know, not saying you want to humanize the character, but I think you have to you know after five movies at least there was that all right. Well, you know what's what's going on here? What what's going on here? And you know, I think, you know, like this is where like the writer in me comes out. It's like, you know, oh, there's, there's just so much, there's so much on the table that was left from Halloween 4 and even like what is put on screen Halloween 5 that, that just, you know, more time to let, let scenes, you know, marinate, let things, let things, you know, kind of linger. You really could have done something, um, you know, really special with this movie. Again, because Halloween 4 was such a success and it had brought the you know the franchise back into the conversation and you know Halloween 5 really had a lot riding on it and and again while you know for me I think it's you know definitely my my you know favorite entry in the later kind of post Halloween 2 sequels uh you know it does it, it does miss the mark and I think one of the big mistakes uh was the whole man in black story element and that's you know created a lot of problems probably more so than even the brother sister element which was just this random character who again we never know who he is in Halloween 5 I mean clearly they were thinking about all right well we'll do Halloween 6 a year or two years later didn't work out that way but um you know it's kind of this you know you know mystery character where everyone's trying to figure out okay you know who is he why is he there and you know his sole purpose you know other than just sort of be this you know mysterious figure who appears you know for like a few seconds here and there, his sole purpose is to break Michael Myers out of the out of jail at the end of the movie. Which you know, again, the fact that Michael Myers was was arrested and put in a jail cell with his mask on was again the another comical element to this to this movie. Um, but like again, the, the character of the Man in Black, uh, who we have no idea is at this point, you know, is there just to break Michael Myers out and then end the movie on a on a you know rather bizarre cliffhanger i mean i think you know this movie you know you you take out the man in black element which you know frankly you could have just that could be just taken right out of the movies you know edited right out and and you know again maybe you know not have done the gothic mansion though i again i understand the story choices because of the way that you know the final act is situated and constructed but like you put all that to the side in many ways this this kind of acts as its own little standalone Halloween movie or, or in many ways could have, you know, kind of served as a final for this particular entry in the franchise, especially with that climactic ending with Loomis and Michael Myers going mano a mano, um, you know, with the two by four and, and, and then Loomis, you know, presumably, you know, dying and, 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 you know, falling on top of Michael. I mean, really the movie could have ended right there. It may not have been, you know, the most, you know, kind of quote unquote rousing or mysterious ending, but it would have been a, you know, all right, this is it. You know, this is, you know, Ahab going down with the whale kind of a thing. And then we just cut to black. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such a bizarre movie in a lot of ways, because like I said, there are just story choices, which are made, which again, are, are largely ignored, uh, going, going after this movie. I mean, I mean, really it, it almost operates in its own little world just from you know the, the house and kind of how Halloween 4 is referenced but not really I mean it's really it's its own unique uh 
its own unique animal. <laughs> and, and again, it's, it, it is a product, uh, you know, maybe not necessarily of its, you know, a quote unquote time. Cause I mean, it's, you know, it's certainly in that slasher, you know, you know, late eighties craze, but it's really meant to be kind of on that, you know, it's, it's, it's a direct result, right? Halloween four is this huge success. So we got to just rush and get another sequel out. I mean, that's really what it is. It's a victim of the success of Halloween four. And I mean, again, it, 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 it's it's a mixed bag, you know, you know, f- for much of it, I I call it a guilty pleasure because there's ju- there is a lot to enjoy and 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 like about it, and you know, largely because the storyline you know really goes on un- unfinished. I mean, yes, there's the Man in Black stuff that gets picked up in Halloween six, but I mean, I think because there was such a a time uh, space between five and six five really operates in its own little unique bubble and you know there's just you know it's it's different it 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 really tries to take the lore and turn it on its head it's 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 twisted i mean it's a very you know like i said there are moments where it's like classic 80s you know it's 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 a 80s slasher movie you know i'm thinking the barn sequence where you know michael myers goes after the the teens but then it's you know, sort of its own its own unique thing with like the psychic connection between Jamie and like she knows where he is, and then oh, of course you know she's not speaking for part of the movie. I mean that was another just sort of bizarre like you kind of scratch your head like saying you know WTF like what, what what's going on here? Why is the character not speaking? And and again I think that's you know probably another reason why uh, the movie was was met with a lot of uh, criticism um, and, and it's still very polarizing in the franchise. I mean I think. You know, Tina is probably a main focus. You know, some folks, you know, are are bothered by Loomis's kind of, you know, you know, right turn into Crazyville, <laughs> um, and then Jamie not speaking for much of the movie. Uh, but you know, as I as I said, I think Tina is is an interesting character in and of herself, and kind of a new take on the final girl trope. And 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 you know, insofar as you know, she is established to be one, but you know. Where she ends up sacrificing herself, and you know the, the the Jamie not speaking like that's another thing where like just more development with the script, you know, kind of ironing out the details would have enhanced that because I mean th- there is something there again the whole family link th- this would have been the one to really to flesh that out again particularly with how the ending of how of Halloween you know of how how, how Halloween four ended um, which I mean you know, in many ways kind of created the the problems for Halloween five because four really, you know, sets up, you know, it really, it, it almost puts the rest of the series in, in a box because four is ending is so shocking. You, you know, you kind of have to like scratch your head. Okay. How are you going to, how are you going to write your way out of this one? Um, and, 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 you know, the option they went with it within this one is they, they really didn't, they just sort of started over in many ways. Um, but you know, like I said, there's it's 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 the kitchen sink approach. You know, like let, let's let's introduce the you know the the guy in a duster and, and cowboy boots and spurs, and then you know let's let's have Jamie not speak for half the movie, or or you know let's kill Rachel off in the first you know fifteen minutes. Like there was just there was a lot of just like let's just see what sticks here. And, and again, a lot of it doesn't. I'll be the first to admit it. But but some of it. Some of it does. Like I said, I think Loomis is is the particularly strongest part of the movie. I mean, again, that's you know a testament to Donald Pleasance. Um, but I mean, I I think this was th- this was this was my favorite uh, portrayal of Loomis outside of the original. I think this was just so just so out of it and just so just so uh, intense. And of course, the way it it it, it you know the, the, his story ends, I think, was fitting for the character. You know that he would go down you know, swinging literally and, 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 you know, defeat Michael, uh, you know, man to man, you know, you know, mano a mano. I think that was, that was a perfect way to go, you know, for the character. Um, but you know, again, it's, it's different. And, and I mean, it's no, it's no surprise that, that Halloween five is the lowest grossing, um, movie in the franchise. Uh, I just, I'll give you that just so you kind of have an idea of, um, you know, what it what it pulled in. So Halloween four had taken in seventeen point eight million dollars. Um Halloween six by comparison made fifteen point one million dollars. 
Uh, but Halloween five made just 11.6. So, I mean, by that account, you know, it, it was a disappointment. It was, it was a letdown. And, and I think the reaction to it, both, both critically though, none of these movies have always have been, you know, been, uh, beloved by by the critics but you know the financial response to halloween 5 i think is probably the, the you know the biggest reason why the series went on 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 hold for a number of years uh, because you know again this this one i mean this is the one that always gets all right that gets you know labeled right, this is the one that screwed it up this is the one that kind of you know veered it into the into the ditch and you know, like again, I, as a defender of the movie, um, you know, I, I I almost hate to say that this is the one that, um, you know, that 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 drove it into it. I, I mean, this is going to kind of get off into a sidebar uh, territory, but I almost think the the kind of the 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 you know the flying the ointment, so to speak. Uh, was the brother sister element now, and I know that that is controversial. I me me. me evoking that because a lot of fans really like the brother sister element um aspect to the character and, and kind of how it tied with lori but i think to to me that is what created much of the problems post halloween 2 i mean halloween 7 and i will get to to h2o at a later point um you know that that tried to clean it up and, and you know put an end to it so to speak but the the introduction of Michael kind of going after his family members, that that really you know that created the the headaches for the series because the minute you take out Jamie Lee Curtis and Laurie Strode, you're then like okay well who's he gonna go after now? And so all right you got to bring in the niece and then it's like you know you're trying to construct something out of out of an idea which John Carpenter has admitted he regretted and and I again that's something where I have to really uh praise uh the the, the choice of, of of blumhouse and and uh david gordon green and company because with the with the with the newer movies they said no we're, we're scrapping the brother sister element and and just going from halloween one and i think that that was a bold choice and so like you know for you know people say oh halloween five is the one that really you know threw everything into you know in into confusion and 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 you know, mess it up. I mean, to me, it almost seems like the, the, the family element, that's the brother sister angle was going to create this kind of a headache. And, you know, Halloween five just sort of, you know, was sort of the, you know, you know, gets the brunt of it because it, it was, you know, divisive at its time and, and, and didn't make as much money and was, and, and still is the lowest grossing entry in, in the series. Um, you know, again, I'm sort of, you know, I'm making the case, you know, uh, for, for, you know, for people, but, you know, you know, to me, I think it, it really goes back to that, that, that sibling element because it, it, the minute you make Michael Myers, you know, you give him a reason, you know, and you try to, you know, say, well, he's doing X because of, you know, or he's doing Y, you know, you're doing Y, you know, X because of Y, it, it automatically complicates your storyline and you've taken away your central your central narrative which is just a random boogeyman who targets anybody and you know halloween 4 obviously continued that the storyline because you know you had the family members and, and again halloween 5 is just that that natural next progression i mean you know for all of of the you know issues there are with 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 5 and you know i've certainly laid them out you know I do appreciate that it tried to be different, that it tried to say, all right, we're going to, we're going to mix it up and, and we're not going to, you know, go just the traditional, okay, you know, Michael's automatically going after Jamie again. Like it, it tried to be its own unique, you know, its own unique entry. And like I said, I think it really does operate best as kind of a standalone, you know, movie. I mean, even if you kind of, you know, take the man in black element and, and keep it you know, keep it intact it is really its own sort of like you know its own sort of entry in the halloween franchise because you know the house is different i mean the you know there, there's you know the whole tattoo now on michael's michael's wrist and the you know what that later symbolizes and, re and represents and you know it, it, it's it's a different it's a different animal you've got you know the final girl trope being turned at its head with tina like it it it, it takes all the rules and just sort of 
just throws them out the window and says, "No, we're going to do our our own our own thing." So like it's you know again it's 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 a guilty pleasure. I'll be you know the first of course to admit that. Um, but I I do think there are you know when you kind of you know step back and and examine it you know from kind of like a a greater distance like there is stuff to to like and there is stuff to appreciate about it you know you know donald pleasant's um you know sort of the 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 almost kind of gothic horror element and i'm not just speaking of the of the you know the the house how it's you know uh uh redesigned and 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 reimagined in the movie but just sort of the kind of the gothic horror element like it, it you know much of that i think is um is akin to the director uh Dominique uh, Effingen Gerard, um, who really, you know, he came, you know, for kind of out of the, you know, French filmmaking, and so he really kind of put his own kind of, you know, signature on it. So it it, it feels different than say, you know, Halloween Four, which is almost, you know, not beat for beat, but sort of in the same in the same vein as, as the original Halloween, or even kind of the the eighty slasher movies uh, of of that day. Halloween Five kind of tries to be a little bit. A little bit, a little bit um, psychological isn't the word, but 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 more kind of nuanced in its uh, in its approach to the genre. Like I said, gothic horror really, I think, kind of underscores it. Just for sort of like just the, you know, the family, conne- you know, the family connection uh, element, and just sort of the way that Michael Myers is presented. You know, kind of almost is like a, a Frankenstein esque character that you know maybe not as misunderstood, but but is but is is kind of this you know you know figure of mystery in a way instead of just sort of like a, a you know a boogeyman or or just a you know straightforward slasher like just sort of this you know real enigma and and I mean he's always been been that uh, in the other movies but this one kind of like really you know puts a puts an exclamation point on on the mystery enigma element and, and like i said you know it's it, it's not a perfect movie it, you know it's it definitely you know it 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 you know warrants a lot of the criticism that it receives but it, it, i appreciate it just from the standpoint that it tried to be something different you know it, it that it, it it said okay we're not going to go you know straightforward like halloween forward again we're going to do something a little bit more kind of under the skin a little bit more more complicated and i mean and, you know compared to what came after with halloween you know, six, which I think is just too extreme. You know, this, I feel kind of has that, that balance between, you know, being a slasher movie, you know, being the sequel to Halloween four, but, but being its own, being its own unique entry. And I, and I think that's probably the best way to, to put it is that it, it is, it is a unique entry in the piece. And it, it is of course, uh, Daniel Harris's, uh, final, uh, turn as, as, as Jamie. She of course came back for Rob Zombie's movies, but, um, I didn't speak much about her in the last one, uh, because I really wanted to save it for, for this one. Uh, th- this is real. This is her movie. I mean, yes, she's the focus of the fourth one, but she really is the central. I mean, it's, it's her and Donald Pleasance that are kind of carrying the movie and, and it's, and it's a very, multi-layered performance uh than the first one whereas the first one she's just sort of you know this kid who's got you know the bad uncle and she's just running around screaming and this movie is much more you know again trying to get into you know her psychology more you know more of a kind of you know examination of who jamie is as a character and kind of you know this almost you know tug of war but of of her soul between you know wanting to run away from the monster but also trying to 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 understand it in a way and i kind of again i go back to the frankenstein element uh with that scene in the in the in the classic karloff film where the monster goes down by the lake and there's the little girl and and again she's not frightened by him she's she's more trying to you know maybe not you know you know befriend but 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 kind of you know listen to it or, or or try to understand it and there is those those similar beats to to uh, uh to Jamie's character where you know she she runs from Michael but at the same time there's you know again that scene in the attic where it's almost like she's trying to 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 reach him and it almost you know kind of reaches him more than Loomis does in the movie which is you know to kind of pull back the 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 mass so to speak and and see just you know what this guy is all about and that's why again I go back to the Frankenstein 
element because it really it is a Frankenstein of a movie. I mean, in more ways than one. But there is that kind of like just like you know torturous, uh, you know you know tragic you know humanity side of 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 the franchise, which you know again is its own unique kind of thing. It it, it works for this movie. It wouldn't work in any other in any other case. But I think because of the way it is, the story is structured. And again, because you know the the focus you know largely is on, you know the, this 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 girl, you know that kind of you know elevates the the narrative in a way instead of just sort of you know uh, you know deflating it, kind of makes it more again a little bit more a little bit more complicated, a little bit more you know not so straightforward. Again, I go back to what I say this was a very different a different entry and and again it's it's one of those movies i will i will watch it every every halloween probably at least at least once probably no probably at least twice i will say because it it, it is just it's different and again i think that's why i like it more than than four because it, it it takes chances it isn't afraid to take chances and and it and it really does exist in its own space and i think that you know, especially when you're getting this this you know far from the original source material, you have to start taking creative chances. You can't just say, "Well, we're gonna go with the playbook," and and kind of you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like I I appreciate it whenever a a series tries to to mix it up because I think that's the only way it stays relevant. The only way it stays uh, fresh is if you try and. And maybe not reinvent it, but 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 experiment with the story and and introduce new characters and try new situations and and really kind of you know blow up the canvas in a way instead of just saying no no we'll stick in our own little corner and again you know sometimes you know it, it really works sometimes it it doesn't but I think that's the only way you progress it I mean when you get to this point you know in a franchise you know, you kind of have to either, you know, you either go down you know, with, with the ship or you, you keep going forward. And I think, you know, that's, that's kind of the genius of the Halloween, um, franchise because the series has always been willing to take risks. You know, again, you look at Halloween three bold decision right there to say, yep, we're going to go and try a movie without Michael Myers. It failed. Well, we Go to Halloween four, and that's a success. Like it's, it's constantly renewing itself, and I think that's why we're still talking about it. It's why I'm talking about it here today in 2022, in anticipation for the next installment, the 13th installment in the franchise. Like there's, there's a reason, and I think compared to say a, a Nightmare on Elm Street, which had tremendous success during its, um, you know, its uh, heyday in the eighties kind of, you know, pumping out sequel one after one after the other, that, that franchise has, has, uh, gone to sleep, <laughs> so to speak. And I mean, obviously there's issues with Friday the 13th in terms of lawsuits and, and, and creative decisions and rights and all that. But like eventually a storyline just sort of, you know, wears itself out. And in thankfully, again, I say this is a Halloween fan. I'm, I'm glad that this series has always managed to find a way to stay fresh, to stay relevant and, and to keep audiences coming back. And I think it ultimately goes to that, that primal, uh, sensation that we all have that, we, you know, we, we all want to be afraid. You know, like we all may say, Oh no, 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 I don't like to be scared. But there is that, that, thing that's why we go see horror you know horror movies is why we go to haunted houses during halloween like there is that nature to be scared in a controlled setting we all don't you know necessarily want to go through a situation in real life but there is that element of being in a controlled environment a controlled setting where it is fun to be scared it is fun to be afraid and michael myers is just the king of that i mean he is the boogeyman for all intents and purposes and you know you know Pound Sand, Freddy and, and and Jason. You know what I mean? Like they're just like you'll, you'll always be, uh, you know, second or third. You know, it just it just isn't going to happen. Uh, so long as Michael Myers is on the uh, is on the scene. But I think uh, I think I've probably said all I uh, I have to uh, on Halloween Five. Hope uh, hope I haven't uh, hope I haven't uh, bent your ear too much today. But uh, 
like I said, this is a this is a guilty pleasure for me, um, and and I I do think it is a, a misunderstood movie because um, th- there are elements again that that are, that are just bizarre and, and atrocious, but but there are there is a lot to to like and appreciate, and and for me this is one of my favorite entries uh, in in the later uh, uh, part of the series where it just. It, there's just something about it, you know, I mean, like, like, you know, it when you like something, you know, it isn't always, uh, a, a kind of, you know, rational or, uh, you know, you can't always put your thumb on it, but, but like, you know, it when, when you see it and, and Halloween five is that for me. So, uh, with that, I think I will, uh, I will sign off again. Thank you as always for tuning in. This is now episode 18 of this ongoing uh, kind of deep dive into the Halloween franchise. Uh, next week, uh, uh, kind of as a tease, we'll be capping off what is known as the as the Thorn trilogy, if you will. These three movies, four, five, and six, kind of represent its own unique trilogy in the Halloween franchise. And then next week, I will be discussing Halloween Six or Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, until then. Everyone, be well, stay safe, check out some movies, and I will be back next week.